1: Okay, what is up, guys? Monday, September the 26th, 2022. Hope you're doing well. Chris Phillips here, the daily crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. Um, Obviously, we're in a different location this week for the first half of the week. Y'all let me know if we have any audio issues, video issues. And if we do, I I will do my best to take care of those. Um, Again, appreciate you all tuning in. I see Gene Lott, Lady Brie, Hunter Johnson, Connor Lee. I've already seen. Luke R.J., comment on things. Cody Gaskins, a couple others as well. Also, those in the Big Cop Club Discord over the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered. I see Craig Phillips. Craig, what's up, man? Appreciate it. Yeah, like I said, we're in a different location, different spot today. Really exciting stuff. Uh, TDC remotes on the road, but it's the same Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843 790 337 7 7 Todd Smith. I appreciate you always being my producer behind the scenes. My guy you Brendan M a couple others. I could name Uh, You guys make sure I'm, you guys make sure that I'm in line. So I appreciate that Todd also with the super chat. Let me highlight this Todd with the super chat Todd. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that Thank you, Todd. I appreciate you. You guys want to support the business support the channel support the content Support everything we do and you're on YouTube. You can do so through Super Chat, Super Stickers. Uh, that via YouTube, like I said. Guys, of course, before we really get going, I'm team to tell you about our friends over at Price Picks. The Daily Crow is brought to you by our friends at Price Picks. Go down to the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS. You're going to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100, guys, right? You're not just betting spreads, totals, futures, whatever. These are prop plays, so total yards passing, rushing, touchdowns, interceptions, all that good stuff. They got futures on there as well. If you do want to play futures on Prize Picks, you can do that. So, again, that's our friends at Prize Picks. Go download the PrizePix app, go to PrizePicks.com When you do, use that promo code TSUS to, again, receive that 100% deposit match up to $100. Guys, be sure to check them out. Let me just tell you all this. Because you may not know, you may think to yourself,, eh, me signing up, not a big deal, not really helping the business. I can assure you that it does. I can assure you that it does. Uh, it does wonders. The prize picks folks guys have reached out to me and they have voiced just how positive the reception has been. How many of you, it's been like hundreds of you that have signed up with prize picks since we started partner up with them last football season. and of course now, Prize Picks is an actual partner for us. They're not just like a promo code usage type partner. They're an actual business partner with us for the football season. And that wouldn't have happened without the love and support that you guys show, um, you know, signing up, playing with Prize Picks. So, again, thank you all so much. Again, that's prizepicks.com and the app as well, promo code TSUS to receive that 100% deposit match up to $100. Guys, I want to hear from you. eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven 03377. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Your thoughts on the game that was over the weekend? Gamecocks taking down Charlotte fifty six to twenty. But of course, even in a blowout win, when you take on a team like that, there were a lot of things to nitpick, if you will. There's a lot of things to discuss and dissect. And you know, it's crazy for me, guys, on the Daily Crow. I feel like I feel like I should be able to to sit back and and lounge and relax. And, and certainly, I'm going to do that here. But I feel like Normally, I'm so up and upright and attentive and all that. So, I'm going to try to, you know, we're up here in the mountains. We're about a mile above sea level. I was able to wake up this morning, catch the sunrise. So, I'm I'm feeling actually very, and we're coming off a victory, right? So, I'm feeling very mellowed out right now, feeling very calm, feeling very at peace. So, we're going to try to keep that up. And I've actually, you know, it's funny. I've got a piece of content for later today, though. I've got a piece of content for later today that I've already recorded. Um that you know we talked in the preseason right it, 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 there there's there's multiple ways to look at this thing right and because I, I, I this is just me voicing how i see it so i'm not telling you how to think but coming off a game against charlotte right there are multiple ways you can look at this obviously nobody wants to come in today and be the negative nancy doom and gloom like if you overanalyze the thing it's like man don't forget to have fun in the winning right don't forget to have fun in the winning On the flip side, right, it's nauseating when people are garnet glasses over the top positive. They just ignore all the problems, right? That becomes too much. The garnet glasses, if you will, sunshine pumpers as we know them. I try to stay in the middle, right? I try to stay that realistic middle ground, which is why I feel like you guys really rock with this show. Um, You know, I, I try to see things for what they are, not for what I want them to be. So... You can look at a game like we saw on Saturday, and we can applaud and and and, and give credit to the positives and the great things that happened, the individual efforts. You got to start with Marshawn Lloyd, right? Incredible, incredible what Marshawn Lloyd did. You know, it's a, it's a great story. Him coming back from the injury and kind of finally breaking out, if you will, and being the guy we all knew he'd be. And now you feel like, hey, if he just even gets a little bit of blocking, right? Um, if he even gets a little bit of blocking. He's a dude. He's a dude for us. Offensive line, played fantastic, did what they should do against lesser competition, went out there and bullied their opponent. Defensively, after a very slow start, right, that first half was abysmal. There's just no way to put it, right? At one point, you're down 14 to 10 to Charlotte, and we're thinking to ourselves, my God, what is going on? Second half, you respond the right way. The entire football team did, but especially defensively. You respond the right way, right? You force turnovers. You attack. Maybe that's something the turnovers come in bunches, and you're able to carry that into SEC State. But more importantly, when you get back into SEC play, right, you start seeing those turnovers happening, and you start having more and more and more confidence. You go into Kentucky, and it's almost like the turnovers will find you, right, when you – when you, I don't want to get too philosophical. But when you start thinking about it and you start manifesting it, and you start seeing it happening, right? And now you've actually had it happen and now you have that confidence that it will happen again, right? But there's also a flip side to it. Again, we're in the middle here. You know, when you tune into me, you know you're not getting the Garnet Glasses Sunshine Pump review. But I'm also not going to be the negative doom and gloom, Debbie Downer, let's again just nitpick and overanalyze. But My biggest gripe, and I talked about this on the podcast coming out of that game on Saturday, was just the the passing game, guys. The passing game. And I know this is something we'll get into more as we go throughout the the show today and throughout the week and all that. But uh, I would have liked to have seen more from the vertical passing game. I would have liked to have seen more from Spencer Rattler. Because at this point, to me, guys, and, and listen, obviously, I'm still all Beamer Rattler 22, but he's been underwhelming. I mean, he's been underwhelming. Uh, there's just no other way to put it. And I don't know if that's a sat issue. I don't know if that's an offensive line issue. I don't know if that's a receiver issue. I don't know. I don't know if that's a Call rattler issue himself. but somebody, Alex. Or maybe it's a combination of all. To accept, press one. To send a voicemail. What's going on, man? How are you? What's going on,
0: Chris?
1: Just hanging out, man. What's up?
0: Uh, Not a whole lot. Yeah. Um. Good game Saturday all around. I just uh I I got to get something off my chest, man. I uh, joined a Facebook group, Gamecock fans, obviously. And I tell you, man, some of the some of the things you see on there. What do people expect out of this team? It it really makes me makes me ask myself that. I just (laughs) you know you go out and you score fifty, you you score you score fifty six points. What do people
1: expect? I just, yeah, it, and that's why I was, I don't know
0: if it's just it's, it's Gamecock fans,
1: yeah. Well, that's why I was saying at the top, man. Like, I, I try to stay in the middle, but I, I definitely do not believe in if you want to criticize, fine. I mean, I do that, you know, if you want to be critical, fine, but also give the same energy, you know, to the positives from the game, especially, especially, exactly. especially the positive individual efforts. You know, if you want to write off, because yep. hey, do I think we're going to carry that 300 yard per game rushing performance in the SEC play? No, that's my biggest concern. Right. But I'm not going to take anything away from Marshawn Lloyd. I mean, I'm happy as hell for Marshawn yeah. Lloyd just for him to have that success after the injury. I mean, that's a feel good story, man. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I exactly. I, I think there's, you know, I, I, and like I said, I'm not going to tell anybody how to think, but it, I think it, there's some people they, they see the negative side of it first. Um, and they just won't be satisfied until we're man. I mean yeah. They won't be satisfied until we're back to winning 10, 11 games. But you know, the, the joy is in the winning. And <laughs> I I guess I look at it this way, man, it's like this team's probably headed to somewhere between six and six, and eight, and four. Right. We we can all agree that's that's right. probably where we're gonna land. Probably six and six or seven and five, whatever. So which means we're gonna lose about half of our games and win about half of our games give or take. And it's a guarantee. I guarantee you after we lose, we're going to be miserable, right? We're going to be upset. We're going to be irked. (laughs) We're going to be unsettled. So why not in the wins? I'm not saying don't be critical and don't, you know, analyze the football team and give an honest assessment, but enjoy the wins while you get them. Because we're not getting 12, 13, 14, 15 of them. You know what I mean? Like, just be sure to the fun is in the winning. I don't give a damn who it's against. Um, And I'm kind of preaching to myself too, because – Listen, after week one against Georgia State, I left that game very unsettled and very irked. But I'm trying to, after this Charlotte game, really just appreciate the fact, you know what? We went out there and we kicked somebody's ass. And South Carolina State should go the exact same way. And, you know, when Kentucky week comes, we'll worry about Kentucky. And after that game plays out, good or bad, we'll react to it, you know, accordingly. But yeah, I mean, you you can, I'm all about being critical and, 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 you know, uh, seeing things for what they are. But, the fun is in the winning. You can't yeah. lose sight of that,
0: right? But other than that, my my biggest takeaway is is, I mean, obviously you got SEC State coming up. Like you said, it should go, you know, similar to how this week went. Mm-hmm. Um, you get into SEC play though, man. You have to get a a quicker start because <laughs> you're not going to be able to do
2: that again. Touchdown. You
0: just you're not coming back from that, so. Yeah, We got to get going, yeah. going quicker. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, been outscored 28-6 to in the first quarter thus far. And, you know, it even extends back to last year. So, I, I don't know. And I think it's a mental issue. I, I really think it's a mental issue I, I because, again, like you look at Charlotte, for example. I mean, we outscored them 36-6 to in the second half. So, obviously, we were capable yeah. of doing that. Obviously, we were better than Charlotte. Why did we start slow? It wasn't a talent issue. It's not a physical issue. It's, right. it's a mental issue. That's just the, and I don't know if that, you know, if you want to blame that on coaching or you want to blame that on players, or you want to blame that on whatever you want to blame that on. But I I think it's a mental issue. I think it's an approach issue. I think that's the way you look at it. Yeah. I, I just, because it doesn't make sense to say, we're just like, what are you going to say? We're not warmed up yet or we're not, I mean, I, it doesn't make sense right, otherwise, right. in my opinion. So yeah, they got to get that fixed. They got to get that figured out and, Especially man, when you're playing like an SC State this weekend, you know there's just no excuse not to come out fast and establish from the jump. No. We're the better team, like just you know. So, yeah.
0: But I mean, it was it was good to see the running game get going. I mean, it's, it's Charlotte, of course, but good to see the running game get going. I just I hope it hope it keeps up. I hope yeah. Marshawn Lloyd is is set. I hope Marshawn Lloyd is set to have a hell of a year. he's, yeah. a, he's a beast. It was it was awesome seeing him seeing him live, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, 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 uh, that, that's really what you hope for, right? It's the confidence that comes with that. I feel like that Marshawn's been that dude since the jump. He just finally got some blocking to kind of go along with it. I appreciate the call, my man. We're going to jump into another call. Um, let's go to from Will from Dirty Murder. Will, Dirty Murder.
3: Here we go. To
1: accept. Will, what's up, man? How are you? Good, bro. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's going on?
4: Well, just calling to give my report of what I saw. Uh, happy we got that win. Nice to score 50-plus points against a Division One school. Doesn't happen a lot for yeah. us, so that's
1: nice. Do, do you um, know, by the way, Will, on that point, not to cut you off, but do you know that I read a stat somewhere. Yeah. That was the first time we scored 50-plus points um, yeah. since 2019. I hope I don't butcher the stat. But that was only the second yeah, I, time we've scored 50-plus points in a game since 2013.
4: Yeah, it's it versus a Wild. FBS school. Okay. FBS, okay. Yeah. That, that's what yeah. it was
1: then, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
4: Because yeah. we scored like 60-something against Charleston, Southern or whatever,
1: a couple years ago. But that that's what it count. was, FBS it was school. FBS school, yep. yeah. But 50-plus, yep. first time, yep. sec, only second time since 2013. That's crazy when you think about it. Yeah, that's nuts. Kind of right? goes to show how yeah, so, I mean, poorest the, the offense has been of late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So it's hard to be mad at that, you know what I mean? You right. can't, can't really be mad at that. And, and I'm happy about the way we ran the ball, but this is my problem. This is my takeaway. Mm. And I don't mean to be the guy that calls in negative because I'm glad we won. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. But um, we played against probably what most people would be considered as maybe the worst defense in all of the division One.
1: Statistically, and they are the worst it, defense, yes. Right, right. And it still
4: looked like we couldn't really pass the ball like we wanted to and I know that we ran the ball so well we didn't need to, but we didn't take any really big shots downfield, and it, it still looked like he was kind of struggling to get anything up the field. Everything was kind of a checkdown, hmm. and 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 I, and it just, I don't know, It's just it's kind of like man, when is it gonna when's it gonna be the, the day that we're we're gonna swing that thing around like we thought we were going to when we brought Spencer Rattler there? Because like you said, we didn't bring him here to hand the ball off, but. That game plan damn sure looked like we were completely content with just running the ball 40 times and passing 10 or 15. Yeah. And I, I just don't – I guess, like, getting the running game is, is going to a good start is good, but against them, it doesn't show me a lot. Because I think Marshawn mm-hmm. Lloyd could play like that against anybody if the holes were there, but the holes aren't going to be there like yeah. that against Kentucky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you, I, you, I, you, I you, sound, you
1: sound like you listened to the podcast this morning, my guy.
4: I didn't I didn't my guy, but I, but well, I Great minds alike. great minds think
1: alike. No, I mean I made the point on uh on the pod and, and I'll say it here too. Cause again, it's taking nothing away, but I but I agree with you. My my greatest concern is this. It's like, of course we were able to bully Charlotte up front, right? They're Charlotte. They're the worst defense in college football. What happens, right? What happens when you have to pick on somebody your own size? That's kind of the way I look at it. Anybody can pick on the smaller guy. I mean, and I'm not saying you were wrong for doing it on Saturday night. But that's why it concerns me and I hope it's the point of emphasis this weekend against SC State. But that's why it concerns me to not see more from the passing game. Because I don't think anybody in their right mind thinks that well our identity should just be run the ball 50 times and you know because we'll run it for 295 and you know we all, we just need Spencer Rattler to be a game manager. No, you're going to need above average quarterback play especially when you're on the road at Lexington, at Florida, at Clemson, God forbid. You're going to need above-average quarterback play. You're not going to be able to just ground and pound, same three plays up the middle, and that's all she wrote. So, again, anybody can pick on the smaller guy. But it's not about the point I made on the podcast, the point I make here. This season was never about beating Charlotte. This season was never about beating SC State. This season's about beating the Kentuckys, the Tennessees, the Floridas, the A&Ms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess what I most want to see from these games is are you building your football team and learning things that are going to help you win those games? Just picking on the smaller guy, I mean, it's fun to watch, and it was fun while it's happening, but is it helping us – Really beat a Kentucky because guess what's you know I, I think we all unfortunately probably see it coming that we're gonna go to Lexington and we're gonna struggle to run the football and then what and then what we didn't take the opportunity against these small opponents where we can try different things we didn't take the opportunity yeah. to do so because Lexington's not gonna be the place to oh well, let's let's try a bunch of different things and it, no at that point bro it, you got to go with what you got you know so that that's you know it's it, it I don't think it's anybody not satisfied or happy with the win. It's just knowing what's looming. It's it's a similar feeling to Georgia State, not as amplified because we won by 36 points. But, you know, that's my my biggest thing. I mean, like you said, man, we know Marshawn Lloyd has talent. Of course, if he has holes, he's going to have success, right? But I just – we're going to need Spencer Rattler down the stretch, man. We're we're just going to need him. And so you talk about building confidence and momentum. I mean – I don't know that those swing passes he threw did a whole lot for his confidence. They've got to use SC State in my mind to build his confidence. I mean, he needs to feel good about something because right now he sits with two touchdowns and five picks. That's, that's just what he is right now with his numbers.
4: Yeah. And 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 I and to jump off of that point, I feel like we – it was a little overkill with the run. Like, I feel like we already had – Very conservative. It, at one point in the third quarter. It was quarter. very conservative. You know, I feel like in the third quarter – we established, okay, we can run the ball. And I felt like it was the time, let's, let's open it up a little bit. Let's throw a couple balls downfield. Let's, you know, we got him on the heels and we didn't do it. Right. And, and, and like you said, we need to get his confidence going. Let's get him a touchdown or two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's get him in the end zone some because we're going to need him to make some of those plays later on. So this week really does need to be let's get Spencer Rattler involved in the passing game. I don't want to see another 400 yeah. yard rushing game and we got 150 yards passing that, you know what I mean? Like that's just kind of not going to help us going forward. Right. Right.
1: No, I dude, I agree. Again, that's great minds think alike. Cause that's exactly what I said on the podcast. And, and again, I'm, I'm happy for Marshawn Lloyd and, you know, obviously the hope, and the hope is from that game that the offensive line builds some confidence and they've seen some success. And, you know, at minimum, they can just play better when we get back into SEC play. I'm not expecting them to be elite, but they can just play better. But uh Man, I just I really think you need to get the pass going. And, and, and two, man, it's you know it's 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 crazy. I, or it, it feels kind of crazy to be as critical as as we're going to be, obviously, about the offense when you score fifty six points. And the first team offense, you know, went seven for seven on on uh, you know their drives, and that's great. I mean, that's great. Taking nothing away. But again, it's 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 kind of wild, right? Like a couple of weeks ago, Marcus Satterfield was asked about what do you want your identity to be, right? And he told us. He told us we didn't want to listen. We thought it was a smoke screen. I don't want to believe oh, it. Oh, you know, it's we're playing Georgia. <laughs> He's trying to throw them off, bro. I think that's who he really wants to be. Twelve or thirteen personnel, run for two seventy-five, throw for 200, 220, whatever. I think that's what he wants to be. And, and again, I think we all agree know that that plan that is not a great plan for success here, or for most schools, for that, that, that matter. Not in Alabama, that plan and Georgia, land him at a different school. Yeah, so I'm definitely laying yeah. him at a different school next year. It's yeah, something. I know. I'd agree 110 percent because unfortunately, like if we go, if we do this, I'll tell you this: if we do the same thing against SC State, to me, it shows that Satterfield is just set in his ways. He, he is just not willing to go off of that. He just he believes wholeheartedly his scheme above all else is is superior. Because here's the thing, my man: again, Marshawn Lloyd, fantastic game, ground game, fantastic game. Jaheim Bell had two catches. Antoine Wells had yeah. two or three catches. Like, these yeah. guys that we need, that we're going to need, are we – I would still look at the game on Saturday night and say, are we Are we really getting the most out of the playmakers we have? Like, I I don't know how you can say yes, you know. So, and, and, I, I don't, and I'll
4: say this before I get off. Closing, uh, two things. One, the defense. The takeaway there, we did do a lot better in the second half. I'm just really worried. I know we're thin up front. I don't see us causing a lot of pressures mm-hmm. as much as we should, especially against like a team like Charlotte. It took us a long time to finally get home on that guy. The first half we did not do anything. <laughs> um worried about that moving forward. Yeah. Um and, and all you know what I mean? And and also uh what what do you think as far as going into that S C State game, what do you think is a good landing point for Spencer Rattler. Do you think what's – the, what's the mark? Do you think we need to get him to 300 yards pass and two touchdowns? I mean, you think that's possible at
1: this point? Is it, is it <laughs> possible? Yes. Will we do it? I don't know. And what would I want him to – I mean, dude, I'd love to see him third for 400. I mean, I, I, I don't think – you know, I think you play him for three full quarters and as many as he can rack up in three full quarters, you do it. You know what I mean? So – 'Cause I mean, I I know a lot of people would say, well, get him out of there by halftime, avoid injury. I've people hit me up about that. But I I I need him to build up as much confidence as he can. And I know it's SC State. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but you know, again, it, it comes back to it comes back to just seeing success, having success, right? Um, he needs some confidence, man. Like the guy sitting there, two TDs, five picks. Where is he mentally right now? Well, I mean, what truly, where is he mentally? Yeah. I'm sitting there watching the ESPNU broadcast. And they're calling Spencer Rattler a game manager, and that to me, that (laughs) I mean, I I wanted to vomit. I wanted to vomit. I couldn't leave. Me too,
4: bro. I swear I did. I mean, I I just never thought.
1: And I think that's where you know we sit here again, exactly where I picked us to be. You know, I I think after watching Saturday night, I I think, and who knows what's going to happen, right? We showed last year second half of the season, we we had a surge, and that could happen again. I think realistically right now we're probably a 6-6 and team. Maybe we're 7-5. and I mean, maybe. But, dude, Mizzou should have beat Auburn. I think that Mizzou game might be a fight. God forbid Vandy looks as good as they've looked in years. And you should win that game. But there's no givens with this team, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, you win. Let's just Mm -hmm. say you get those two. And then who's the sixth win? Is it going to be Kentucky? Is it going to be A&M? Is it going to be Tennessee, who looks really, really good? Is it Florida, who looks, I think, pretty damn good? Is it going to be Clemson? Are you haven't beaten since 2013? I mean, that's <laughs> that, that's just going for the sixth win. I ain't even talking about number seven or number eight. So, oh, I don't know. and I'm not that's trying to be pessimistic on it. I just I just think we're gonna Spencer Rattler. We're gonna have to get more out of him. You know, because I I see like later. Kentucky, lady, Kentucky for, looks beatable though. No, they do. No, I I think Kentucky's overrated. Kentucky I do. almost lost. It. Yeah, like yeah, I, I feel like
4: that. If we can win that Kentucky game and we're four and two at that point, I feel like the sky's the limit. I feel like every every Gamecock fan will be optimistic. Top ten win. Oh, for
1: you sure. Know what I mean, like that's dude. They got to like, beat Old Miss first this the weekend. The they country. might not even win that game. They might yeah, not they, even they, win that. And
4: game. even if they don't, they'll still be top twenty five. Oh but, yeah, you know, they'll still be yeah because they're seventh,
1: seventh right now. Games, so. But to the game manager yeah, point, yeah. you know, Bree Bree points out that uh, you know game manager should be a should be a complement everything and. Stetson Bennett's a game manager. Well, Stetson Bennett is on Georgia. You know, like so. Yeah. If I felt like we could go run for a two, like
4: a game manager right now, if
1: if yeah. we and yeah, for sure. But if I'm saying you know if we could go run for <laughs> two ninety five a game, well then hell. But like here's here's my question, and uh, I know I'm keeping you on the line, but
5: You're dude, good, bro.
1: I, I look at the statistics and I'm like, Luke Doty could be where Spencer Rattler's at statistically, two TDs and five picks. If 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 we just wanted a game manager, why did we bring Spencer Rattler here in the first place? That's not I don't feel like I didn't think that's what I was signing up for with him. I, I didn't think we brought him in here to be a game manager. I thought we brought him in here to be a difference maker.
4: I got one more question quick. End of the game there when they put Nodi in. Did it and I know it's the end of the game. Did it not seem like they opened the playbook up some? Why was why was he chunking balls down the field left and right either, the whole game? Yeah,
1: he, I didn't understand either that. that or Luke Doty figures, hey, I'm on the bench anyways, and I got nothing to lose. I'm just going to chunk it. Fuck up. It. I'm just going to chuck it up. I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, again, I would say, I mean, the downfield passing game is it? or there plays there and Rattlers just gun shy? I mean, I, I don't know. Yep. I mean, I you know because Luke Doty didn't seem to Ask have any trouble Rat going King down the field. Ask the Rat King what he thought
4: about. Spencer on Saturday I'm sure he'll know more than we do so
1: yeah but yeah it, yeah we're waiting on the we're waiting on the like roach. To to, yeah we're waiting on the roach the, King, the Roach King I mean. Roach King is <laughs> somewhere I don't know where he's at but he's somewhere I guess so <laughs> anyway
4: all right brother I'll hop off off of here man
1: hey, amen appreciate you brother thanks for the call great stuff as always from our guy um let's see my guy Travis Ward texted in, by the way. Travis Ward, if you don't know who he is, he's this guy right here. Made this helmet behind me. He says, hey, man, really want to call in, but I'm able. Just one talking point if you want to bring it up. Satterfield stated he didn't want to bring Rattler to Columbia to hand the ball off. Yeah, here we are. Call from Eric. Good point,
5: Travis.
1: Eric. Eric, what's up, man? How are you? Man,
5: I'm good,
6: man. I hope
1: you enjoyed the game so far. Yeah, man. What's, what's, uh, what's going on? How are you feeling? You're not at the gym today? Uh, no.
6: Nah, 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 nah. um, i got a few things I want to express. One, um, when I was looking at the game on Saturday, and, and we we'll just talking Georgia just real quickly, mm-hmm. that when Georgia was in for Carolina, we only really scored seven points. But in state with the Georgia, and it was 22 points. And I was just thinking, like, damn, we should be better than Kent State. Why well, should well, we have certain points on the board? Um, and, you know, to show ourselves, like, right, irrelevant, so to speak. That's the first thing. The second thing is I actually do not mind uh, Carolina running the ball. That and the reason is, is because we're going to go up against teams that are have a period, big offensive lines, I mean, defensive lines, things of that nature. And in order for us to win, we're going to have to slow down the game. We're going to have to keep their offense on the field, I mean, on the sidelines, uh, Tennessee, um, let's say even uh, Texas AM, you know, the, the other teams that we're going to have to play um, during the season because we know that the SEC is all about the line. It's that's all it is. Um, and also, um, when I look at Spencer Ratliff, um, I'm not I don't know what to say about him. Yeah, I was excited to hear that he's from to Carolina, but at the same time, um, after these last couple of games, I don't know what to expect out of him. Um, hopefully, they turn things around, um, but maybe is it possible just to say that? The running game is going to help him in the long run, like when we really need him to to perform. Um, because if we don't have a running game, then I just don't think that things are going to just balance itself out. Thing, I'm not confusing you, but it's just kind of it's just kind of weird that he's not what I expected him to be. He's not kind of soft, of course, um, but at the same time. I would just, in other words, I would just rather run the ball. If that gets us to 66, 75, 84, I'd rather run the ball. And then maybe Spencer can find some of that mojo that he had, um when he first came out and all of this kind of stuff. And we'll be able to use him. We'll be able to come through when we really need him. Um, that's all I have to say, brother. Have a good day. Thank you.
1: Aaron, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Um, Interesting takes for sure on the Rattler usage, or lack thereof. A lot of you, a lot of you were asking about Steven Garcia. Guys, I do not know where the Roach King is right now. Roach King, Roach King has not reached out to me. Roach King has not reached out to me. So we are waiting on, I don't know. I don't know where the Roach King is. Honestly, I don't know where I've texted him. Y'all want to go tweet at Roach King. Y'all want to send him a DM. You can do that. Um, I texted him early, early, early this morning and then texted him about 1145 and sent him the link and we are just waiting on the Roach King. So I don't know if uh, maybe it was a long Sunday night for Roach King or he's got the kids or got something going on or whatever. But uh, or maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he's dealing with the storm. I don't know. Maybe he's dealing with the storm down in Tampa. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess I haven't looked at the weather, so um, if there is a storm, I guess I didn't know. I'm just seeing a comment. Let's see. Let's jump to the TDC Questions channel, the Big Cock Clip Discord, because we got some banter going on in there. Craig Phillips says, I know a lot of us had thoughts of Rattler. May not be what we thought he was after the game. Could it just be him sitting out a year that messed him up with his gameplay? I mean, he did play last year. I know he didn't play the entire season, but he did play last year. Zach Attacks I'm a little confused. We literally scored on every time possession in the first half. It was just our defense that didn't hold up at first. Beamer also said they were trying to run the ball 40 times. They wanted to run the ball, legit their game plan. I believe that they were trying to make it so that we didn't look one-dimensional. Also, for clarification purposes, I'm just playing devil's advocate. And, Zach, that's totally fine. Um, I guess, I, and I know, Zach, I, I saw Coach Beamer's game. I, I know that that was the game plan. And I understand it. Like, I, I get it, right? You go into a game like that, like, you know you can have success running the football. because You're bigger than them. Aaron, It's that simple. Aaron, what's up, man? Yo, what's happening, man? How's everything
6: going?
1: Doing well, doing well. What's going on?
6: Typical Gamecock fashion. You know how, you know, I say we. You know how this fan base does. You know, we is a freaking awesome game at against Charlotte. The offense came to they came to play. They put a they put a good performance on the field. Let's say after that first drive, I was looking for my wallet the whole time, and it's right there. But yeah, they put a good drive together. They they put a good game plan together, and after that first drive, they kind of put it on on a they kind of put it on Charlotte. I look at the message boards yesterday. We got one dude comparing uh, Lloyd to Lattimore. And we, uh, for some reason, we always get over our ski. That This was a great game, and this should be something. Hopefully, it's a game that the offense can build off of. It, uh, something they can build off of. Hopefully, the offensive line knows what it feels like to just mash somebody and, and Lloyd knows what it feels like to get some space to, you know, to, to operate with. But uh, the rest of the schedule ain't going to be Charlotte, man. And that's the, we all we all see it coming. This was a great, great, it was a good performance. But we will, uh, you know, we got tougher, we got tougher competition down the line. And that's what we're all – it's kind of the day we're all – we're all ruined that day until two weeks from now with wondering what's going to happen because these next – well, the next game is going to be just a walk in the park. Well, it should be a walk in the park anyway. Defense, after halftime, they, they came – they put a better performance on the field, but it's no way – it's no way they should have marched up and down the field like they did. I I don't I don't know about that defense. I don't I, I told you at the, before the season started I wasn't sure about I wasn't sure about the defensive line. You don't lose your best defensive lineman. You don't lose your best safety, and you don't lose. Uh, you, Staley wasn't a. He was really good on special teams, mm-hmm. but he was so so at linebacker. You don't lose. You don't lose that type of depth and and uh, that many snaps on defense and get better. Hmm. So I I don't know. I don't know what to say. I I'm not saying it's doom and gloom for the rest of the for the rest of the uh, season. But I think I'm still in wait and see mode. I want to see them put together a, a bomb game plan against better competition.
1: Yeah, and look, that's, that, that's fair. I, think, I mean, that's fair. I mean, again, again, to your point, to your point, you know, we weren't sitting there in June, July, August getting all hyped up because we're like, man, I can't wait to beat Charlotte this season. Can't wait to beat SC State. Can't wait to beat Georgia State. This season was never about that. It was about beating the the Georgias, the Arkansas, the Kentuckys. The, so, this is all great. Saturday was great. It's going to be great when you go beat SC State's ass. But if you don't beat Kentucky and the same issues arise and you look like you've made no progress, it's just kind of all for naught, right? And that's just that's just the reality. Because again, you the goal is to win SEC games, not just win your comp, your non conference games.
6: Arkansas Arkansas was a measuring stick to me. Only reason being, uh, the guys came in. No, they didn't come in at the same time. I think I think he was he's a year ahead of Shane Beamer but uh, they're both and neither were coordinators and got the head job and he put a product on the field that yeah that COVID year they didn't they they only won like three games but he put a tough uh, he was a tough out every game and I wanted to see that last year from I wanted to see that last year from this Gamecock squad but most of the time, we got blown off the field, especially on the road. Right. Uh, I I really want to – I just really want to see him. I want to see him play tough. This I don't think this team – I'm not calling them soft just yet. I want to see – I want to see two more big-time games – well, bigger games than, than Charlotte and SC State. I want to see – but where they're tough. Because in all, in all honesty – Arkansas blew them off the ball. Georgia's a different, a different aspect because they're going to blow most people off the ball. But I, I haven't seen the toughness that I, that I would like to see from this team. What do you say to that? If, if, you, were, if you were to gauge the toughness of the this, of this squad, what would you say?
1: Are we? Or we, we're talking like physicality? Are we talking mental toughness? What? I'm what what are we? I'm talking about.
6: I'm talking about. I'm talking. about – But you give it all to me. Just tell me what you think about the total toughness of the team. Physicality. I know they. are Yeah. There. I
1: mean. I mean. And I think. I think with physicality. I mean, the proof's just kind of in the pudding, man. I mean, when you get pushed around an SEC play, and um, I mean, I, I'll say this though. Like, is it more so we just have guys that are limited talent wise? Because, you know, I mean, I, I. I hate to call a guy soft when, you know, he he's given all he's got and he's tough mentally, but he just ain't big enough to win the battle. You know, what I mean? like it is what it is, right? Like I'm not going to sit here and say Charlotte's kids are, you know, are, 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 are soft, right? We're just bigger than them, bigger, more physical, stronger, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, physicality up front is an issue, right? I mean, when you can't run the ball and you can't stop the run and, and that's not, you know, I'm talking conference opponents. When you can't run the ball, can't stop the run, physicality is an issue. Um, I, I think we are a mentally tough team. I, I don't think we're a mentally weak team by any means, because a mentally weak team would let a game like Georgia. But then again, that game kind of maybe did it linger in the first half of Charlotte. I, I don't know, I, but I, I feel like after last year, Shane Beamer's team and Shane Beamer and that staff showed that you know they're gonna they're gonna coach a bunch of a bunch of fighters and you know whatever. I will tell you this, though, Aaron, maybe this will be just a a terribly unpopular take, but I don't really care. You know what's the most overstated and I think overrated thing about football teams like by college fans is, we you know, we just got a bunch of guys that just, they don't quit, man, and they play with great effort. And I'm like, bro, that is expecting the bare minimum. You, You know, like, you're on scholarship, and now a lot of you are getting paid, like, I just I understand we we it feels very and I'm not trying to be the old guy in the room, it feels very participation trophy ish. You know what I mean? Like, bro, if you don't play hard, you shouldn't even be on the team. That shouldn't even be an option, right? So like I, I see people yeah, that are like we that. got a we got a bunch of guys that, you know, they just never quit. And that's and I'm like, dude, no shit they don't quit. They shouldn't quit. They're on scholarship to play. They're playing a sport. Like, that is, like, just – that is, that is like – that's, it. like, a, that, that's like getting a text back from somebody you're, you're talking to, and, you know, they're, they're a horrible boyfriend or girlfriend otherwise, but they just text you back, and they're like, oh, they're just the greatest. They love me so much. It's, like, it's okay to expect more than just the bare minimum. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not trying to, like, rain on anybody that – listen, give credit to, you know, a football team being resilient, mentally tough, and – but, like, I see a lot of people, they pull that card, like, every week. It's like, man, we're we're gonna go to Lexington, and give them hell because we got a bunch of guys who play hard and don't quit. It's like, do you think Kentucky's guys don't play hard? You think they quit? I mean, that's you're not playing SEC football if you can't play hard, right? And, and I'm not, i don't think I'm crazy for saying that. <laughs> I just—I don't know. Like, let's stop. Let's stop rewarding the bare minimum on a daily basis. Like, bro, washing machines work hard. I don't see them getting a medal for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like. Just because you work hard, every, all you tuned in, work hard. Ain't nobody patting you on the back on a daily basis. That's like that Texas
6: A and M game last year. You know what? Like to yeah. me, that game was embarrassing. That that game was embarrassing. Don't come to the press conference telling me that you didn't give up. Of course you didn't. Got me. You were getting freaking demolished. That okay. Right. You didn't give up. You the, Jason Brown scored in garbage time. That's phenomenal.
1: And some people uh, are going to hear but, that but and think they, I'm just think I'm just terrible, but it's like I'm just like, dude, I I get it saying it once and I know coach Beamer just wants to be positive, but it's like bro. That, well, the, at least the kids didn't quit. It's like they're literally on scholarship. Like if they quit, they should be cut. If you're in the NFL and you quit on your team, you're getting cut. You're getting fined at minimum, right? Hey, does that's a great question, by the way, Aaron. And maybe something for a different time, but now that NIL's a thing, could they start fining players? That'd be something, wouldn't it? That'd be something. You show up late I, to a meeting. I, that's a hundred dollars.
6: I, 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 I never thought about. Wouldn't I that never be some shit? About that, I never thought about that aspect of it. But I mean, you got in a, in NIL. What happens when you go to your day job every day? And you don't give a full effort. You you know you Well, right. You don't even have
1: system. a job. You don't even – yeah. So I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I mean this is just big bad Chris coming out, but it's okay to expect more than the bare minimum, man. That's all I'm saying. It, it's it's okay. Hey,
6: yo, I'm <laughs> I'm a I'ma be in Columbia. I'ma be in Columbia from the I'm thinking so I fly into Gainesville on the tenth. I'll be going to the Florida South Carolina game and okay. I'm I'm flying I'm flying into Columbia. That Sunday. Well, I think Charlotte because it's like $200 cheaper. Yeah, I'm going to be there that whole week. So I'm going to see what's going on out in that town, man. See if Columbia go do me right like we used to. Hit up the Oyster Bar and chill on out.
1: I love it, man. I'm going to
6: holler at you, man. When, you when, have a good show.
1: Yeah, Aaron, when you're in Columbia, let me know, man. We'd love to uh, link up with you.
6: Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a good one. You can find you go find me at that Forest Drive Move Fitness because I, I got Move
1: Fitness out here too. So <laughs> I love that Forest Drive Move Fitness. Put them on high alert. Put them on high alert. All right, bro.
6: I'm a
1: holler. All right, man. Sounds good. We'll talk soon. And yes, I also noticed that I think Aaron literally called in back to back. I'm pretty sure that just happened, guys. I I don't know where the Roach King is. I have texted the Roach King. And there it is. There it is. Kickoff time. South Carolina, Kentucky. South Carolina, Kentucky. 7:30 P.M. kickoff. A night game in Lexington. Justin. Let's jump to the phone line. Justin, what's going on? How are you? Yo, I'm much, Chris. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Hey, Chris.
7: Um, I I was kind of happy with the soccer. Last time, but, man, I still not have with the slow starts, man. It, it's just – I don't know what this offense is trying to be, man. I mean, look, I try to have patience, you know. I try, you know, but it's is not easy, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the slow starts have got to stop. And let, let, let's get it out there, too, Justin. Great win, 36-point win. Love the way we respond in the second half. Love seeing the first team offense go 7-for-7 seven seven scoring in regards to their drives. Slow starts, got to get it fixed. Slow starts have got to get fixed. Yeah. Um, Bottom line, it's, that's, You know that that's that needs to be the two priorities this week, in my opinion, should be passing attack and and starting fast. Th- those two things. And, and again, I, I don't know, I I, just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's something in practice that you really can do to fix that. Right? Like, I, I don't, I don't know that you, I don't know that you really practice starting fast. But something's got to give. Something's got to happen, man. Uh, oh yeah, you, you can get away with it with with Charlotte and with SC state, but you know, you go to Kentucky and you know, we, we saw it at Arkansas, right? Like you, you fall down 21 to three. Oh yeah. 14 to three. Good teams are not going to let you come back. Good teams are, are they're mm-hmm. going to keep their foot on your throat and they're not going to let you come back. You know, you, you can't always bank on, what well, we'll just oh. get them in the second half by then it's too late. So um, yeah, starting fast, got to improve, but. You know, I, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. This is a coach's greatest wish and my greatest wish also. It's great to be able to oh, yeah. nitpick and learn things coming off of a victory, right, versus coming off of a defeat. Like, when you can learn things coming off a of win, that is the biggest positive. Oh, yeah. So, at least that's, that is that you know, oh, yeah. is maybe the biggest positive of this week is that, hey, we have all these these criticisms and th- things we're nitpicking, but, you know, it comes in a 36-point victory. Because, I again, like I oh, said at yeah. the top of the show – like I said at the top of the show, I don't think it's the proper approach to be just negative, 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 just criticizing to death. But I also, don't think it's the proper approach to be Garnet Glasses spin zone, like, oh my God, you know, we we beat Charlotte, we're we're ten and twos back on. Like, I, I don't think that's you need to be somewhere in the middle. The middle is where the truth lies. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. So, but either way, I, you know, I think you make some great points.
7: Yeah, hey Chris, and thing about Sean one thing about Sean, hey, we won the call. We didn't win the battle, but we didn't win the war, but we won the battle. And that
1: we Chris. Yeah, we, we won the battle. No, yeah, for sure, man. And emphatically won the battle. <clears throat> emphatically won
7: it. Oh yeah. Hey Chris, um we thought was and um White man, man. I'll say for
1: both teams, heart rate killer, you know that. Yeah, Mizzou was brutal. I mean, you hate to see anybody lose that way that that, that was that was a brutal game um wake forest i obviously just hated they (laughs) hated they didn't beat clemson they didn't get the job done um hell of a football game i you know just tough the way it happened man yeah it's tough the way it happened yeah
7: hey chris yeah that's true chris hey chris let me tell you you want to hear something funny
1: what's up yeah i want to hear something funny make me laugh
7: hey chris do you know guess what are you surprised that Chris Alvin said, man, that they won the dance Super Bowl, you know?
1: That who act like they won the Super Bowl?
7: Alvin and Chris said, they said, man, oh, because we we'll be waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, why? Well, y'all said, man, because y'all act like they won the damn Super Bowl, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's fun to win, man. It's fun to win. I mean, I'm going to be celebrating like we won the dance Super Bowl if we beat Kentucky. So, don't hate me for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's fun to win, my guy. Winning is fun. Winning is fun. Winning is indeed fun. Oh
7: yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, Chris go, man. Um, I
1: am bad for Jack Collins, man. He got fired yesterday, man. I mean,
7: Georgia Tech.
8: Yeah, Georgia yeah. Tech. Yeah, I, maybe I maybe
1: they mean. can go after uh Deion Sanders or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was a short-lived oh, yeah. tenure for him. So I don't know. I don't know. Tech is Tech's a hard place to win. Tech's a hard place to win, but yeah.
7: They made a change, so. Yeah. Yeah, because it is. I mean, because there's no fun being fired you know. And like I like said, why can't people fit off sleep? But, nope, let's get with now, you know
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to do it. Yep.
7: Wait, Chris, that's all I say, man.
1: Justin, I appreciate the call, my friend. Always a pleasure. Take, take care, my brother. Yeah, man. Be good. All right, appreciate Justin calling in, guys. We're gonna jump into a quick break in regards to Stephen Garcia, the Roach King. I got, I got no clue where he's at. I got no clue where I got no clue where the Roach King is. So, uh, I've texted him. Y'all want to reach out to him on social media? I I don't know what Roach King's up to. I have no idea. So, guys, we're gonna jump into a quick break, but I want to continue to hear from you, more of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-337. That's 843 uh, In case you missed it, South Carolina, Kentucky officially set for a 7.30 kickoff in Lexington in just less or just under, I should say, two weeks. Uh, as you probably all already know, I will be at my sister's wedding that day, which we're not going to say anything negative. Or anything poor about uh, my sister planning the wedding the day of the Kentucky game, but either way, is what it is. We will be at the wedding, and I guess I will be that guy. The wedding is at five thirty. I will be that guy at the wedding at the reception, watching the game. So I guess that's how. I, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to be that guy. It is what it is. So, um, anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls. Let's go. Call, call from. Bree. Bree, what's going on? How are you?
3: What's up, Chris? How are you?
1: Oh,
0: hey,
3: of a negative note, it's very shame. It's very shameful that you're going to your sister's wedding
1: on Kentucky date. Okay, that's not cool. I'm just kidding, buddy. Well, I, don't, um, don't. Hey, I think man, my mom so... would disown me. So, I think my mom would literally <laughs>
3: disown me. <laughs> no, I was just picking at you because you said, let's not be negative. No,
1: nah, man, that's one of those things you just got to do, man. So,
3: you know, it is what it is. Um... So uh, I want to pick up on something, obviously, that one of the things I address each week is the identity of the offense. And I do believe that Satterfield has found it. I think he was still meddling a little too much when he was in Georgia. But it is exactly what I was calling for, where he's moving out of the ace formation and the shotgun formation, and he's changing the, you know, the, the personnel with those formations. But I really feel like he's identified which formations are working for his offense now. My one criticism is I think it took him a little too long. I'm hoping he's going to stick with what he's doing, and all of a sudden he doesn't decide. He needs to try to get, I don't know, fancy or something or add some other weird formation or something,
9: you know, as we enter
3: back in the league play. I think he needs to have his weapons down packed once we get to Kentucky. But I think he has, and I think he's identified it. Uh, A lot of people were critical about him putting Spencer under center, but it's actually worked out. The pocket tends to form a little bit better uh when uh spencer's coming from under center and when he was in shotgun i had noticed that so i think that's i think that's all good i think i think the formations are identified i think they have i hope judging from what i've seen they've they figured out what works because i saw if you if you go back to uh, me talking about arkansas and georgia i saw pockets of the running game working as we had discussed there were pockets there were i think they were still identifying what could work you know hopefully they've identified
9: it they're they're They've
5: hammered home
3: hammered home the point in this game that they they do have run run potential. I hope they go back as you stated by SC. We need to see Spencer throwing a little more, airing it out because we are going to need that. Um, but you know, so I think they've uh, they figured out that identity. And I had tons of notes on the offense, Chris, as far as gameplay and whatnot. Um, my biggest thing was that. Um, uh, that last drive of the first half, I don't agree with Beamer's assessment that they did a really good job there getting three points. I gave them almost a failing grade on that drive. I'll discuss that in detail um, maybe tomorrow or something when I call it, because I wanted to talk about the D today. Mm. Um, the defense took a lot of heat, you know, about their first quarter play and first, first half play. And when I went back, and then I did too. I think I tweeted to you uh, that night. I was like, I said, hey, I'm not happy about this first half score. But I, honestly, I wasn't watching the game really hard Saturday night. I think, you know, I was kind of out mm. meeting, greeting and doing stuff and meeting people and whatnot. So I didn't really, really watch the game super hard Saturday night. But when I, I woke up Sunday morning, I started really breaking it down as usual. Um, what I noticed, and backwards of what I'm hearing from a lot of people, what I really noticed was that Clayton White come out super aggressive he was sending a lot of blitzers early and leaving our DBs on island a lot like early in the game and they picked on fortune a couple of times in those matchups he was he's our you know youngest db i guess on, on, out there starting so they picked on him a couple of times which would be expected um but in those two scoring drives in the first half there was a huge no intentional grounding call and you got to think when a defensive coordinator dials up a blitz package and needs it to get home. And they mm-hmm. did get home. The quarterback throws the ball away, though, and it's an intentional grounding call should have been called. So it should have been a third and long instead of, like, it was a third and ten. Now, sure, we had still stopped on third and ten, of course. But that's still huge. <clears throat> and Beamer addressed it in the press conference where he said, you know, at halftime they had said, hey, we can't change the call. Mm-hmm. So – Dean said he wanted his players to play with more energy, but he kind of also spoke about not changing the calls, you know. So he also, I could tell that they weren't happy with those calls. In in those first two drives, there was, like I said, a misintentional grounding call. There was pass interferences called that were questionable, and they weren't showing us a replay on the
4: broadcast of those, which
3: was very weird. Usually you see replays, you know what I mean? Like if they weren't showing us any replay at home, but you can see, you know, the crowd. If you're the crowd, you can see the coaching reaction when they're watching the replays at the event, because obviously they're looking at a replay, and you can see Beamer doing his hand like, what is that? What is that? And he's arguing with the officials, you know. So there were obviously some questionable calls there, especially on Cam Smith. You know, we know that guy is clean. Yeah, was well, he kind of come over the top of that back in the end zone? He's, yeah, but we've seen him make that play a million times with no contact. You know, Cam makes that play a lot, so it's kind of you know, I heard the announcer, the commentator at home go, he was all over his back, but you can, you can be jumping over the top of somebody like that and not make contact, you know? Right. And they never showed a replay on that. They never showed us a replay at home. I never had any other angle other than one angle where you could say, well, yeah, he was over top of them, but was he making any contact? I couldn't tell. Yeah, so they were questionable. And then in the third drive, Clayton White kind of started changing up the scheme a little bit, Timmy, where he wasn't quite proud. like he was leaving his guys like he was you like you were straight blitzing like, you know, six guys and leaving everybody a straight man. And the quarterback made some amazing throws, dude. These guys were making diving catches. Both of the touchdowns were literally diving catches where our DBs were right there, right on top of them, man. They weren't uncontested, but they, they just – the quarterback put it where nobody could get it but his guy, making an amazing catch after questionable calls kept allowing the drive to go on. I just – I think the criticism of those first two drives is just slightly unwarranted, mm-hmm. just slightly unwarranted. As a
1: – Bree, as that, a, as a, as a whole, match. as a whole, are you worried about the defense moving forward? And I'm not really talking about against SEC mm-hmm. State. I'm talking more about when you get back in SEC play. Does the defense concern you?
7: I'm going to
3: tell you this. Obviously, where the concerns are, are in our, you know, that we had injuries and we're down a couple of guys. Some of those guys are going to be back. I think Rush will be back, you know, once we get back to SEC play. We do need him. I don't think Dial is as good of a cornerback as Rush is. I don't think Fortune is as good of a cornerback as Rush is. But I think they're, they're playing well. Um the D-line, okay, so these are my notes on here. The D-line continues to get penetration, okay? The D-line continues to get penetration into the backfield, but they're missing the sack. They're, missing, they're not containing the quarterback. In three straight games, really even going back to Georgia State, four straight games, we are getting in their backfield, and the, you know, the, the D-line and they're breaking through or whoever breaks through not getting the quarterback they're letting them do a little spin move out or whatever spin the play and you know find, find somebody downfield that's that's a question mark you know uh beamer said he saw the same thing where we should have gotten sacks in the first half and we weren't and then we fixed it and, and then we were getting them in the second half but you know that that's that what for me that wasn't a question of whether they were playing hard enough they just something in the technique something was off Something's been off where these guys are either they're taking the wrong angles at the quarterback, making the penetration. That's a concern. If they don't start making those big plays, and I said that to you last week, if Zach Pickens and Jordan Birch are five-star rated and they are getting penetration but they're not making the solo tackle that they should be, that's a that's a question mark, man. That's a huge question mark.
1: Yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd agree so with yeah. you percent Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm the same. Um, I'm, I'm, I, am, I am concerned. I am concerned. I, I had this concern in the preseason, but I, I am concerned with this defense that if this defense does not get turnovers at the rate, like, again, that you saw Saturday night, I, I think this is a defense that we will look back at, and I think this is probably going to happen inevitably, that we're going to look back at the end of the season and say the defense took a step back this year. I, I, I just – I'd love to be wrong, but I don't see at this point kind of the same guys up front. You still can't stop the run against quality competition. Uh, I, I think the secondary, I you know what, I'm just going to say it. I think the secondary was a little bit over-advertised. I think the, the secondary wasn't as good as advertised. I know they were a top ten nationally pass defense, but again, I think that was last year because you could not stop the run. You've also, again, lost some guys due to injury. I'm not saying listen, there's guys you've lost to injury, but uh, linebacker is still kind of an eyesore. So I, I think that Clayton White, I got no issues with him as the D coordinator, but I think the defense, this is a defense that has to get turnovers to be effective. Has to. If they don't get them, there are, there are weaknesses, there are holes, there are vulnerabilities. I think they get exposed.
3: Well, on that note, DQ Smith looks like he's going to be phenomenal, and he had two interceptions that basically did, he didn't get. It. You know what I mean? He almost had three interceptions in the game. Yeah. So that kid, that is a good note on our defense. DQ Smith, obviously, uh, Eman Worry. These are our freshman guys coming in. Fortune, like I said, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on them yet, of course, or, or not sold on them. You know, but he's a young kid as well. Our, our DBs that are coming in that are younger. Are, are, Oh, well, you know, so that's a good sign. That's that's a good sign that we have young players coming in and doing well already when they're
1: inexperienced.
3: So that that's a good sign. I don't know of this year. I don't know, but of things going forward, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I love seeing those young guys ball out. I mean, even even Warry looks like a like one of those Spurrier era guys. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, there, there's talent coming in, man, for sure, especially up front. I just, uh, you know, I think this year's group specifically, it just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, we have to continue to get the turnovers. That's it.
3: And like I said, I wasn't going to call in, take up too much time. I see that Mondays is like the day people like to, go, lots of people like to call in. Oh, yeah. So, but I will say on a positive, positive, because I got lots of negative notes on the offense and the stuff I'll go over with you like another day this week. Um, I did notice, you know, I've always been been watching Spencer's pocket movement for weeks now. You know, everybody started calling for it this last week or so, talking about it more. I know Garcia, you know, Roach King had said something about it too very early. But a lot of people weren't talking about it. Now it's being talked about. I actually watched it. He he did well. Hmm. So those drills that Coach Beamer said they were making him drill, 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 stepping up in the pocket. That showed in this game. So, that actually did show itself in this game. I went back, I broke him down a lot. And other than one play where he got sacked, and that was at the end of the half, that was in that drive, that I'll go into details about how I, I had a failing, you know, score for them on that drive. I, and it wasn't as – it was a little bit on Spencer, it was a little bit on the coaches, a little bit on everybody in that particular moment. But uh, I'll talk about that,
9: like, tomorrow, Wednesday, something like that I'll call back in, you know that. But
3: – um. Yeah, other than that, man, I mean, like I said, as far as Spencer thing goes, he moved very well in the pocket. I would have liked to have, like you said, I wanted to see more Spencer big passes, something for us to know that maybe he's his accuracy coming back, that his, um, you know, uh, big play potential is still there, whatnot that we're all hoping for, you know, but I'm not displeased. He made, you know, the underpasses that I also thought he needed to
5: be made. Right, so.
3: But uh, he moved well in the pocket now. He, he, he's working on that. But hopefully he's going to keep working on that, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot different, you know, once we get to Kentucky. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this with letting you know um, I am starting to look forward into the schedule, uh, uh, Kentuckians, and to a positive note for all the Gamecocks fans. As I've already uh, started breaking down a couple of games for Kentucky, they might not be as far ahead of us as we want to have in our brains, guys. They mm-hmm. do look to have, so far through two games, they do look to have some holes in their defense. That might be why Satterfield was concentrating on getting our running game right because Kentucky's look like they're struggling. They struggled a little bit even uh, when we were struggling against Georgia State that day. They they were struggling a little bit against, a little bit against uh, Miami of Ohio as well. Mm-hmm. So on their opener.
9: Yeah. So, and
3: they were, they were struggling, uh, stopping some runs and stuff. So we, we might, you know, we might not be that bad going into Kentucky guys. Everybody should keep the optimism going, you know, it's not, it's not doom and gloom yet. We're going to know a lot in Kentucky, but I, I do see positives looking at Kentucky's play already and, and, and Florida too. I mean, I, I saw, you know, the Florida game while I'm watching Kentucky, of course, and I'm like, well, it might not be so bad guys. We We might, we might pick up some of these wins that people weren't expecting, so.
1: Bree, I love it. I appreciate the call. Always great insight. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, we'll do it again soon. Appreciate you. Great stuff from Bree, as always, guys. 843 790 That's 843 790 so Guys, again, I have no clue where the Roach King is. We might just have no Roach King. I guess that's the beauty, though. Not, I guess. That is. That's the beauty of the Daily Crow. You know, I brought on the guests, and it's, you know, I'm sure there's something going on with Steven. And, you know, obviously, hopefully he's Okay. Um, that's the number one thing, but, uh, the beauty of the Daily Crow guys is, you know, for the longest time, what did we do? The Daily Crow for basically two years without any guests ever, hardly at least. And, uh, so, you know, we, we can do this show obviously without guests and just us talking and conversating and talking Gamecocks and taking your questions and your comments and everything else. If you guys want to keep calling in, man, I'd love for you all to flood the phone lines. Um, Again, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. In case you missed it, South of Kentucky set for a seven thirty kickoff in Lexington, which uh, you know, not shocking. Not shocking that, that being that I feel like it's always a night game. I feel like it's always a night game at their place. But um, Yeah, so. Jesse Jacobs says, I wouldn't say the D-line hasn't developed. I think the talent just is what it is. Like, Gilbert Edmonds developed greatly with a few others, just don't have great five-star talent there. Which I hear you, but it's funny, Jesse, that you say that because, um, I mean, you think Zach Pickens and Jordan Burch are indeed. <laughs> they are indeed five-star players. Anyways, guys, we sit here on this Victory Monday. A Victory Monday. Um, Brendan Heider, Heider says, So far, we've won our night games this year. Well, Brendan, our two night games were against Georgia State and Charlotte. Thank God we've won our night games, right? But, uh, again, a great win overall. Great win overall. Positive win. I see Coach Ford, by the way. Coach Ford. Coach Ford, I see you. Uh, I see you commenting, my friend. Coach Ford is just basically not counting. He's just not, not That's – hold on one second, my guy. We got a black screen. All right, we're good. Okay, so the question, going back, for those who may have missed it on the stream, is about Spencer Rattler and uh, the velocity in which he throws the football with. Um, does he throw it too hard? That is not something Steven has brought up. So, if, if it is something – I, you know, I would have loved to have asked it today. Maybe we still will if we get him on late. But um, <clears throat> that, that's not something we discussed. It's more so been about, obviously, him – him being jittery in the pocket, if you will, and and those issues. But uh, I I do see your point. I I will say a guy like Anthony Richardson at Florida, I see that as a lot more of a concern for a guy like him. Like when I watch him, he's literally throwing every pass, like 100 miles an hour. Um, You obviously want to throw a catchable ball, right? You obviously want to spin a catchable ball. You don't want to throw it too hard for your receivers. And I'll be honest, that hasn't been something that essentially really stood out to me. But I would be curious to get – um, I would be curious to get Steven Garcia's take, but I, I don't know if it's something that has been so much of a problem, you know what I mean? That we're going to, that, that we've felt right. the need to bring it up, but you know, it's definitely something to keep an eye on for sure. And I, and I think too, man, when, when you're, when you're a guy like Rattler and you're, you're not, let's just call it for what it is, right. You're just not having success. I mean, you're going to look at everything, right. So, um, right. touch, sure. touch is a big part of it. Um, so, you know. Definitely throwing a catchable ball is a big deal, so I, that's definitely something that I'll be keeping an eye on now.
8: All right, buddy. Good luck to you. Take hey, care.
1: Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the call. Great stuff. Bye. Great stuff. Great stuff, and I appreciate the well wishes. Moving up to the Upstate. Um, are you guys? Are you? Are we good now? Are we, can you guys see me? Hear me? We should be good. I can see and hear myself on my end. So, um, can you guys see and hear me? Are we back? Are we back? Anybody? Mike, Mike, Mike. Okay, we're good. All right, awesome. Just saw a couple. I think sometimes the comments come in late. So I'm like, wait, is it still a problem? AJ Bowers texting and said, hey, Chris, this is AJ. Just a couple questions. First, how come nobody's talking about the strength and conditioning coaches being fired? AJ, do you see conditioning being a problem? I mean, if anything, we're we're playing better football in the second half as the game goes on. That's an interesting. Take he also says, "Oh, our guys are always getting hurt," and also, how come we didn't take the next step in year two like Tennessee did? Well, first thing is this: AJ, the season's young, so we we could hey we could go on to go eight and four, right? And then you'd say, "Well, we did take the, the, the next step like a like a Tennessee did, right?" As far as guys getting hurt. I, I, I hear you. Call from but Joe pillar Some of it's love.
5: To accept, press one. To send a voice.
1: Joe, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, good. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you asking. What's going on?
9: Hey, I'm from Pennsylvania and I'm down here in Columbia. I thought I'd call in on this show. It's a pretty great, pretty good show you got going on here.
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, and, and glad to hear there's there's a Pennsylvania Gamecock out there. I can't say I've ever ventured to PA, but I've heard great things.
9: I'll tell you, I think I've been I've been to more Gamecock games than Penn State Notre Dame combined. <laughs> That's how much I've been down. In I, love I love that. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. It's a great environment. But my my assessment, I've been around you know Penn State football for years. Uh, Notre Dame football for years Holtz was one of my favorites. I mean, it's almost like in this world, we just want instant success. Mm. You know, Shane Beamer, great guy, great coach, great motivator, great relationship, man. He's, he's the CEO of the organization. And my assessment is he's got to evaluate everybody on a consistent basis, which he does on a daily basis. He's evaluating coaches. He's evaluating players. I mean, the, the ingredients are there from what I see. I mean, the environment in this stadium, in this community is just unbelievable compared to what I've ever seen at Penn state and Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame has that mystique of it being, you know, Notre Dame, but down here in the SEC, it's just unbelievable. And us Northerners just don't, I didn't realize it. I didn't know what people were talking about. You know, SEC, <laughs> you got to see it. You got to see football in the South and, and I just think the chemistry is there and it's really up to uh, Shane Beamer. And I think he'll get it done, but it seems that I'm probably not winning any fans over it, but it's like everybody wants the instant success. And I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. They're going to end up with a winning season. I think earlier you were talking about six and five or seven and four or whatever it was, but uh, that's just my thoughts. Yeah. You know, originally I just wanted to kind of let you guys know and, they might say, tell that Northerner to go back home.
1: No, no, Joe, I, I appreciate the insight. Uh, I would say that uh, SEC football fans are a lot like bad doctors, my friend. They don't have any patients. So, that's a good dad joke for you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. no, it's just it's just high pressure in the SEC, and I, I think that uh, everybody wants the same thing. They've all got their own opinions on how long it should take or exactly what it should look like. But, uh, you know, I, I do agree with you. Obviously, it's year two. I believe in Shane Beamer. You're seeing it in recruiting. Um guy's got an infectious personality and um, you know I, I'm, I'm obviously behind Shane Beamer 110 uh, percent really quick before I let you go Joe you wouldn't be uh Joe Pilla of the Pilla family that had the signed Beamer ball t-shirt in the in the stands would you
9: oh yeah okay yeah, that's my crew that's, that's my, what I figured that's, that's what, what I figured lead. shout out to you yeah. I know
1: Emily's the one that DM me the video Um shout out to I'm assuming that's your your wife, the entire family, and I appreciate y'all, man. That's incredible. That's awesome to see the way y'all rock with yeah, the Beamer ball. I think itself. my
9: wife. I think my wife. Yeah, I think my wife Louise knows more about uh, gamecock football than uh, than anyone I know because she just analyzes the daylight out of it. She reads <laughs> a lot of the media posts yeah. and and some of the articles, and she knows the players and coaches, and she really analyzes it pretty well. We'll, she, we'll have to get her to call. She in. She likes it down here. We'll have to get her to call in. Yeah. She's on that Monday through Friday work schedule. She's here with me. We're waiting for our flight. And, um, you know, she's thinking about maybe retirement down here in this area. It might, you know, kind of settling in down here. Have to see what happens.
1: That's incredible. Well, again, I, I really do appreciate y'all rocking with the, uh, the brand and the business. And of course the Gamecocks and appreciate, uh, you know, the entire family showing love, man. It's incredible for sure. So, um, we, we, we appreciate y'all's love and support and, um, definitely look forward to y'all coming back to many, many more games. And I think it's a great sentiment you share, my man, is that it does take time and nobody wants to have patience, but I do think we got the right guy in charge for it.
9: Yeah. Yeah. The, you said it earlier. The, the chemistry is there. He's got all the tools. It's just going to take a little bit of time. And, and maybe not. What did Lou Holtz used to always say? It takes, uh, it takes three years, I mm-hmm. think, till you get to a bowl game. And uh, look, he got to a bowl game first year. Top ten, win a bowl game, be successful, and and it's it's all there. It's uh, you know next two weeks are going to be uh, critical, especially mm. next week uh, against uh, what is it, South Carolina State
1: mm, this weekend, and uh, get
9: the get the get this weekend, get the passing game, get the offense gelling, and do what you got to do. You 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 uh, you make it there, and if everybody plays together, um, the following week could be a huge success story. Yeah, and uh, and then some afterwards.
1: Yeah absolutely no i agree joe great insight man again great perspective i appreciate okay. it again shout out to the pillow family and really really do appreciate you guys all right you take care chris okay, keep joe. up the good work thank you i appreciate that Goodbye. thank you take care great stuff great stuff yeah so uh emily pillow shout out to emily that sent me the 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 video of her mom repping the, the the beamer ball shirt got it signed by basically the entire team so just just really cool stuff man i talked about it on the podcast and um you know, the the way, and I've told you guys many times before, we actually hit a major milestone in regards to merchandise in the last couple of days. And uh, the the merchandise has been the biggest game changer in regards to the 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 business as a whole. That has been the biggest game changer for the business.
5: It's, just, it's, just so, it's so cool to Call see the, the way he will rock. Robbie up, Davis
1: man? is actually a Hall of Famer. I appreciate y'all. To
5: accept, press
1: one. Robbie Davis, what's up, man? How are you?
2: What's up, buddy? Looking pretty flag in that in that uh, sweatshirt, my
1: guy. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's hoodie season, at least where I'm at. So, uh, trying to maybe advertise for the, for the hoodies and the, uh, you know, the 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 hoodie merch fire. This is the tie dye champion Beamer ball hoodie, which is fuego. I absolutely love it. Very, very high quality, and uh, yeah, definitely, man. It's who doesn't love a great hoodie, great long sleeve, great pullover. We got the full collection. On the store tsus dot store and you know again Robbie I appreciate you uh, allowing me to do a little twenty second self promoted ad read here on the uh, on TDC today.
2: <laughs> hey, like I've said, and like you already know, you've got my support, rather than not if I have merch, you've got my support one hundred and ten
1: percent. And I appreciate that, Robbie.
2: But uh, I, I I just wanted to say that. I'm going to go ahead and call it that if this game gets played this weekend because the weather looks
1: – Yeah, I have happy. heard there's some weather issues potentially. Yeah, I have heard that.
2: Yeah, the hurricane, is, from what I understand, looks like – at least for now, it looks like it's going to hit us hard on Friday and be gone by – Saturday like be basically gone by Saturday. But um, – and that's kind of put a damper on my original plans. Because right before, a few minutes before I called in to you, my aunt, who I'm supposed to be going to the game with, told me she didn't want to have to sit in the rain. I was like, "It's just rain and it's just water. It ain't gonna kill you. You might get wet and cold, but it ain't gonna kill you." But she was like, "I'm not sitting in the rain." I was like, "Okay, well we'll figure something out." But uh. I mostly feel bad for my my cousin because he's been looking forward to this weekend for like all year. But um, anywho, I uh, also wanted to say that I think we played good against Charlotte. We didn't play great because if we were to, if we would have played great, we would also have been able to move the ball while passing. Okay. And I don't know what the deal is, right? And I, I – I, why can't we do both? Like one game, where we're, like, like last week, this past Saturday, we ran the ball very well. And then against, Ar- against Arkansas, we tried to pass the ball a hundred and some odd times. Batterfield, make up your mind, dude, or mix it up or something. you got to do something.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and listen, here's the thing. When it comes to offensive identity, quote-unquote, and philosophy, and, you know, I understand it. I understand why they played Arkansas the way they did. Arkansas was depleted in the secondary, and, I mean, you look now, they got one of the worst pass defenses in college football. And so, yeah, I, I would say it's a very yeah. wise decision to attack them that way, right? I, I So, I, I yeah. understand playing the matchup. I, I just – You look at the game against Charlotte and your game plan of running the ball 40 times and, you know, these – that game and this game against SC State, these are games where you should be able to and you will be able to do whatever you want to do, right? And so, being able to run the football is kind of a given, right? It's a given. Mm -hmm. So, maybe this coaching staff really did look at these these two games and say, all right, against Charlotte, we're going to run the football. Against SC State, we're going to throw right. it. We're going to throw it all over the yard. We'll build our confidence in the passing mm-hmm. game in the SC State game. Maybe that was the case, but that's what I need to see. Because again, I just go back to this: anybody can pick on somebody who's smaller than them. Mm-hmm. What you, what happens when you got to pick on somebody your own size? What happens when you got to go play Kentucky? What happens if you got to go play A&M? I would venture to say. Right you're not going to be able to run the football in that way. I think anybody who looks at Charlotte and says, well, that should be our identity. I I just think that you are – it's just not realistic. It's just – and I'm not saying that because I'm a doubter, I'm a hater, like whatever. We have enough evidence that shows us that's not the case. You know, to this point this season before Charlotte, and then you look at last year with the same lineman, right? The number yeah. one thing we learned from Saturday night is this: Marshawn Lloyd, when he gets blocking, is a dude. He's a dude. We felt like that was oh, probably yeah. going to be. He David. gets blocking he's when he gets a blocking. 100%. He's a dude, right? Right. And I know you're going to have to run the football with some success to have any chance against teams like Kentucky, A M, Tennessee, Florida, Clemson. Mizzou, even Vandy, down the stretch we go. But you're going to need above-average quarterback play. Like, for example, to go beat Kentucky. You're going to have to have it on the road in the SEC. I I just just think you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not using these two games against Charlotte and SC State Mm -hmm. to work on that facet of your game. Anybody can go out. Vanderbilt, I'd venture to say, could go out and push Charlotte around. What do you prove in that? What do you you prove when you go push the Charlotte 49ers around? Again, anybody can pick on somebody that's smaller than them. Can you pick on somebody Mm -hmm. the same size as you? Any ninth grader can beat up a fifth grader. What happens when a ninth grader's got to square up with a ninth grader? So that, that's that's, that, that's where my – that's why I leave the Charlotte game yeah. yearning for more. You know, yearning for more creativity. These are the times to try different yeah. things. These are the times to stretch the field and, and and get your playmakers going. And, you know, we talk about, hey, great for the O-line. They've got confidence now. What about Spencer Rattler? What about Jaheim Bell? What about Josh Van? Antoine Wells? These guys that still yeah. are barely touching the football. I mean, where is Spencer Rattler's mind right now? So, hey, we could be having a totally different conversation this time next week if we go out and throw for, you know, 400 against SC State. Maybe we will. But that, to me, has got to be the area of focus. Because to think that, well, we you know, we just found ourselves against Charlotte. We're That's obviously our identity is just to line up and run for 295 yards. It's just not realistic, man. It's not who this team is. Just because you can bully the worst no, defense in college not. football around, doesn't mean you're going to go bully around Kentucky. We have more than enough evidence to show us that won't be the case.
2: Exactly. I mean, you didn't like, and like you said earlier, a couple weeks ago, like we didn't really learn nothing
1: against Georgia. We. How much – yeah, that, that's a great point. How much did you really learn against Charlotte? I mean, can, can you can you really – can you really sit there? And Hunter Johnson, I did not have money on the under. I took Gamecocks to cover the spread, and they did. Just wanted to put that out there. But What was the spread? I can't remember. Carolina was, was a 22, 22 and a half, 23, wherever you got it, point favorite. We covered with ease. Um, heck, I picked the final score, 48, okay. 48 to 21, and I was – I mean, I was in the ballpark. If not for Luke Cody throwing a late touchdown, I was pretty much on it. But uh, anyways, <clears throat> anyways, it's like, <clears throat> what did you, you? You, I just don't know that you can really, you can't take anything away from Charlotte as 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 full right. truth. Because Charlotte we'll just, it's a, it's a kick in, bro. Charlotte's a kick probably. in. Charlotte's a kick in. Yeah.
2: I think, in, in, in this if, if this, like I said, if this game gets played this weekend, we need to attack South Carolina State from the get-go. Don't start slow. For the love of God, Satterfield, do not start slow. Step on their throat and beat their butt and give them their paycheck, okay? I don't know how much we're paying State to come get their ass kicked, but make sure they get their ass
5: kicked.
1: You're you're really worried, Robbie, about these teams getting their paychecks. Make sure we get them their paycheck, if nothing else.
2: I mean, we are paying them, right? Give them their paycheck. Yeah, I'm, yeah we're we're we're, we're,
1: we're paying emission. we're paying SC State. We're paying SC State. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's 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 a game. I mean, hell, even even more. Even more than Charlotte, right? Like we, we said last week, you should be able to go into Charlotte, do whatever you want. SC State is that on steroids. I mean, SC State lost yeah. to North Carolina a this past weekend, like 41 to 34 or something like that. North Carolina A&T mm-hmm. scored 41 on their defense. So th- this this – I'll go ahead and say this this game against sc state and it's not some bold proclamation but i mean it's a name your score game for carolina they can if they want to win this game 70 to nothing yeah. they can win it 70 to nothing if they want to win it 56 yeah. to 6 they can win it 56 to 6 name your score but so that that's why it's even more important that's why i'm saying going in the sc state game okay you ran the ball effectively against charlotte You bullied around the 49ers. Great, great. Mm -hmm. You're going to need your passing game. You're going to need the vertical passing game. You're going to need, if nothing else, Spencer Rattler to be playing his best football or as close to it as possible his best football when you go into Lexington. If you can pick and choose what you do, if you can pick and choose, it will be a disservice to just say, well, you know, we just – the game plan was to run it 40 times because we just knew we could. Well, what did you accomplish in doing that? Like I said earlier, anybody can pick up – pick on the smaller man. I mean, anybody can. What happens yeah. when you – then Then what happens when you got to go pick on somebody your own size? So, you better have – you better have a second – <laughs> You better have a second jab. You better have a another move, right? Yeah. I, I just you – know, I, I feel that's my biggest thing with Charlotte. I I feel – and we're nitpicking, of course, but that's what you do after a game like this. I feel no better about the Gamecocks passing game after Saturday than I did going in. I feel no better about it. None. Nothing about Saturday that happened makes me feel any better about the passing game.
2: What would have to? Let me ask you this: What would have to What would have to happen in order for you to feel good about the passing
1: game? Let's stretch the field and Spencer Rattler throw for three or four hundred.
2: Yeah, get 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 Bell
1: involved in the passing game. Get get uh, you know get uh, get Josh Van and Antoine Wells involved. Get Xavier Leggett. Get. Get your outside guys involved in the passing game. Show show yeah. a little bit more creativity than just your stupid little swing passes you keep doing. You know? Yeah, I agree. Get Corey Rucker going. I mean, just throw the ball. Yeah. Show, show that you can. Because here's the problem. Right. Here's the problem. If you can't do it against these opponents – I mean, these are the worst teams you're going to play the rest of the way out, man.
2: Yep. Everybody else has a pulse. Indeed. After, After state, everybody else we play has got a pulse.
1: And if you ask me, Clemson
2: got lucky this past Saturday.
1: Yeah, you know, it was unfortunate they won, but they just always seem to find a way. I don't know. Unfortunately, they always seem to find a way.
2: Yeah, and I and I still think we'll wind up winning. Saturday's like 54 to seven, I believe was the prediction I gave you, or 53 to seven, one of the two.
7: Yeah.
10: But uh,
2: yeah, and I still believe that even though it didn't happen this past Saturday, I think this could be the week that we get a special team touchdown.
1: Yeah, we a hey, we almost or, had one against he, Charlotte, but the penalty called it back. Yeah, I was like, well,
2: that do I called it. I got, as soon as I thought, I was like, wait a minute, there's a flag. It's all going it. I think, I think, I think we'll get. We'll, we'll tighten the ship on special teams, and I think we'll have a special teams touchdown in some in some form or fashion. We will have a special teams touchdown. Dude, I'd love to see a pick six or two.
1: I would but, as well. Uh, hey, scoring, scoring bunches, my guy.
2: And did I hear you correctly? The the, the Kentucky game was was a uh, was uh, set for seven thirty.
1: Seven thirty, yes, seven thirty. Okay, so I almost I I might miss like the
2: first couple of minutes of it then. So that's good. So,
10: of course, because I'll be in Myrtle Beach next weekend. So,
1: feels good to be good, Robbie. But uh, feels good to be good.
10: Oh yeah,
2: but uh, yeah, that that's it for me. You have a safe uh, trip to um your sister's wedding, and uh, go Gamecocks and to heck with Clemson and go UNC State Wolfpack, baby.
1: Yeah, it'd be great to see them get the dub, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right, bud. Have a good one. Robbie, appreciate you, my guy. Take care. Yep. <laughs> Did y'all hear Robbie giggle at the end of the call? Normally I'm I'm hanging up, right, but my phone's over there on the on the table. Robbie with the giggle at the end of the call. I love that. Uh we got an update, by the way, from the Roach King guys. Um no Roach King today. He said he got tied up prepping for the hurricane. Said it's a madhouse scramble down in Tampa. So, hey, all good. I mean, Damn. hey, stuff happens, right? So, anyways, that's the update. What's going on, my man? How are you? Hey, Chris, you look like
8: you got your uh, your therapist hat on today in your chair and <laughs> chilling. You look, I need a therapist today, and here's why.
1: I do feel very relaxed. I, I will say that.
8: Yeah, you, you look like it, bro. <laughs> I I took I see, the first twenty minutes of the ball game, maybe twenty two minutes, I was I was fuming because mm-hmm. we were letting a one and three Charlotte football team push us around and yeah, we were winning the ball game, but at one point we weren't and we went up twenty fourteen and I posted something on social media and I've been getting hammered since I posted that. Mm-hmm. I don't under. This is what I don't understand. I'll get to the football game in a minute. But what I don't, what I don't really understand is, is the fans. I understand being positive. There's got to be positive energy. I, I appreciate all that stuff. But what I always tell everybody, I'm not, I'm not really a negative person. I'm more of a realistic person. Mm. So if you're not looking at what I, if you didn't see what I saw the first 20 minutes, you're blind. Because we were getting pushed around by a one and three Charlotte football team. To my knowledge, you can't start a car without a negative post not a positive post. So there has to be a negative charge somewhere. But I'm more realistic. I don't understand how people can just, or either just fans, can just, dis, just disconnect from reality and not see what's exactly going on. I don't get that. It aggravates me to no end. That's why I listen to you, because you're a realist. I mean, yes, you're positive, but you give us the real thing. And I appreciate that because as a fan that has been 44 years running, been a Gamecock Club member, I I, I quit going to ball games because I got really I got really tired of spending you know a day and a half and all the money you put into a program to go watch a mediocre product, and then fans expect you just to be okay with it because that's what the Gamecocks are. I don't. I'm sorry. I I don't see that anymore. I mean, we're in the SEC. If you're playing Charlotte, you should have been up 28 nothing by the end of the second quarter, period. And I get aggravated. Now, with that being said, in the second half, they, did, they made adjustments. They started pushing Charlotte around, which they should have. But I get aggravated watching all these good teams, and I, I'm, not, I'm not bashing Beamer either. I love him. He's a great, he's a, he's a great coach. I think he's a perfect fit for South Carolina. I don't think some of his assistants are but he will work that out in time. Mm. But the, but this football game was, we know nothing. All we know is Marshawn Lloyd can run the ball if he's got blocking. We know that. We don't know if Spencer Rattler has a downfield passing game yet. We haven't seen it. Haven't seen it at all. We've seen a couple of balls from other pit Sogner and, and, and Billsway and, and uh, number 13. I, I can't remember his name. But, I mean, we've. We've he he showed he can do it, but with a little bit of time, we know he can do. It. When Luke Doty comes in at the end of the fourth or in the fourth quarter and just throws a dime, why couldn't Spencer Rattler do that? Why not call the plays for that as well? I don't get it.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't understand that either. And I I will say this: I appreciate you rocking with me because I agree with you, um, and that that's. I guess my, uh, that's my challenge. And what I try to do is, again, stay in the middle and, and, and give, give light to, give credit where credit's deserved, but also, you know, keep it a buck and keep it 100 and, you know, call things for what they are, what they are, not what we want them to be. So listen, I, I love your energy. I, I love the call. I think that you, you just dropped drop the mic on us right there. Um, And those first, that first half was yeah. brutal. I mean, that first half was brutal. There ain't no other way to put it. It was, you know, I mean, I, I, some folks are ready to jump, jump off the ledge, if you will, when it was 14 to 10 Charlotte. And, again, I don't blame them. I, I don't blame them. So, um, you know, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I look at the Charlotte game. You give credit where credit's due, right? You, you especially you, – you shower a guy like Marshawn Lloyd with praise. And, you know, you tip your cap for the team making the proper adjustments. But the fact you were in a position – where you needed to make some massive second half adjustments to do what you should have been doing in the first place is a little concerning, for sure. And then you know you go back to the Rattler it thing, and is that's very, that's I mean that's I, I said it on the you know and I, I've been pretty just pro Rattler, haven't really said a negative word about it, not because I've been trying to be Garnet Glasses, just because I'm kind of just waiting and seeing how yeah. things unfold. But you know I I'd, my friend I'd be lying to you if I was sitting here saying that I was anything other than underwhelmed by the way he's played through four games. I mean, yeah, two touchdowns, five absolutely. picks. I mean, I just, you know, I just, how? I don't know what gamecock fan out there could say. There, well, I've, I've been. He's exactly met my expectations. Like, he's getting labeled a game manager in game four. That's not what I was expecting. I'm sorry. So when
8: I heard that, Chris, I was like, oh no,
1: oh yeah. no, yeah.
8: And, that, and and but to be honest with you, he wasn't. The, the announcer wasn't wrong. And, by the way, ESPN, used broadcast and all that, it was horrible. I'd have rather just had it streaming. Yeah. But when he said that, when he said that, I'm like, you know what? He ain't wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. And that's on Satterfield. They took the ball game away from Rattler and said, okay, then we're going to run it 40 times. And, and, you know, we'll do some swing passes here. But you're going against the worst defense in college football, and you couldn't throw one downfield pass, really? mm mm-hmm. With a guy that's highly as highly touted as Rattler is, I'm sorry, I I, I don't see. It. I, I was I, you can beat Charlotte, you can beat South Carolina State. There was no doubt in my mind. There was not one single doubt in my mind we were going to lose that ball game Saturday night. Yeah, not one. I knew we would come back. I didn't realize we'd get fifty something, but we, okay, great. That's just a perk. It should have never been as close as it was in the first half. And yes, I may be nitpicking as well, but you get to Kentucky. In Lexington, that place is going to be fired right. up. It's going to be at night. If you go out there and play scared and play just lethargic like you did in the first half against Charlotte, you're going to get your right. wheels blown off.
1: And, and to your and to your point, my friend, in games like against Charlotte and SC State, you have to nitpick because you can't draw conclusions yes, from. You do. Yeah, you can't you can't draw conclusions from you know beating. Charlotte or SC State, you just can't – so you have to nitpick. And I, I guess that's that's so, my biggest thing offensively. And like I said, we, we could have a totally different conversation this time next week if we, you know, make the, the passing game the point of emphasis against SC State. But, man, if you go out there against SC State again and you just run the ball 40 times and Beamer says, well, you know, we just knew we could win in the running game. Well, no duh you knew that. But you need to work on the things you're not good at right now. Right? You're doing yourself a disservice exactly. if you don't. It's not about beating Charlotte or SC State. It's about setting yourself up to go beat Kentucky in the rest of the game. That's what it's like. I equate it to this, and we all hate them, but I'm going to use the analogy. A couple years ago, when Clemson benched Kelly Bryant to put Trevor Lawrence in, they didn't do it because they weren't beating Syracuse. or They were undefeated, I think, at the time they did that. They made that move strategically because they knew – that was a move they needed to make to beat Alabama. It wasn't about being beating Syracuse well, I or Duke I mean, the standard, NC State. The standard was set, bro. They so, had to do it. That's how I look at these games against Charlotte and SC State. Are you making moves necessary, not to beat those teams, but to win down the stretch in SEC play and maybe beat a Clemson? Like you, you see what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I agree. I agree with, I agree Dude, I'm with you. Accused, I'm being accused. I'm being accused. of being a Tiger fan,
8: and there, there yeah. is. There's nothing I can't stand worse than Clemson University. I have nothing against any of the people that play there, nothing. It's just I cannot stand the school. And when I get accused of being a Clemson fan because I'm not positive, these people have a football IQ of three. They need to stop watching. This is not high school. This is a mid-major type, mid-NFL type football game. And now that these guys are getting paid to do what they do, heck yeah. I expect a whole lot more. Mm. Yes, sir, I do. Yeah. So that's just me. Hey. I don't mean to be. I love Gamecocks, man. I'm a, I'm a fan through and through. Hey. but realistic.
1: You, you, my friend, you don't have to apologize to me because you you sound a lot like myself. And trust me, my friend, what, what you're what you're getting. I would venture to say I haven't seen your comment, but I would venture to say the comments you're getting on your comment that's pretty much what I go through on a daily basis. So I mean, yeah. you just got to well, be you got to be yes. willing if you're if you're Whenever you see the truth, my friend, you have to be willing to to take the bullshit that comes with it from people that they just don't want to see it themselves. So, it is what it is. Crazy. Does. You're mad, Chris. Appreciate it, bro. Hey, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Great stuff. Yep. Yeah, that was a hell of a call. That was a hell of a call right there. Um, And, yeah, again, guys, like I told you, like I told you, it's a balancing act, right? Because you, you don't want to be the fan that's just – your only takeaways are negative, and you're only nitpicking, right? But you also don't want to be the nauseating, you know. Oh, we're back on ten and two because we beat Charlotte fifty-six to twenty. Like the truth's in the middle, right? The truth is in the middle. We did some good things on Saturday. We won the game. Call from but Luke RJ. There's still some things left to be desired. To accept press- Luke RJ, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. This has been a great day, dude. Even though uh, Roach King dealing with his stuff down in Tampa, dude, I mean, heck, we haven't even taken a taken a break in the second hour, man. Comments have been rolling. I think it's because this chair, man. Honestly, I, I think that's what I'm so comfortable right now. I'm like, we don't even need to take a break. Yeah, man,
10: up there in the mountains, just uh, kind of relaxing. and I like it.
1: Dude, I, I feel so, like, zinned out, like, just so so at peace right now. I think also, too, because we won. I couldn't imagine sitting here today, and we we somehow didn't win. <laughs> didn't win that game. Uh, anyways, I nah, appreciate you calling in, man. What's up?
10: Uh, so, for me, I just wanted to talk about, you know, the offense and the passing game and stuff. Um, I think the – you know, we wanted – we all wanted uh, to see Rattlers uh, throw the ball around. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the big talking point for today. Uh, in this, and it's going to be, uh, you know, going forward this week. But I think the, the biggest thing is when we look at what Satterfield wants to do on offense and running the ball and everything you said on the podcast, the, pro- the biggest problem is going to be like, okay, so what happens if we get down by 10 or 14 or 17 points? So if he wants to, you know, have that running game um, – you know, you can't really score really quick running the ball unless you, you break, like, an 80-yard play. You know what I mean?
5: Mm-hmm.
10: So, if you get behind, like, against Kentucky, and, you know, they stop us and force us to punt or a turnover or something, and and uh, we got to go score quick, well, that's not going to work keeping it on the ground and these little swing passes. I think that's the, the biggest uh, – Takeaway I see about, about what he wants to do on offense.
1: Yeah. I mean I mean listen, we scored 56 points. First team offense went seven for seven on their scoring drives. But I don't think it's a bold take to say the 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 play calling was painfully conservative. That offensive game plan was painfully conservative. Was it not? I mean, I mean I just run, 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 swing. And, and it goes back to, again, J.C. Sherbert, who we have on the show every Thursday, obviously. It goes back, Luke, to what he said last week. In games where South Carolina can run the football at will, Marcus Satterfield's offense has looked great. It's looked great. But every other time, which is most of the time, when we can't run the ball at will and we struggle to run the ball, well, that's just it. It's, it we're a one-trick pony almost. And we shouldn't be a one-trick well, yeah, pony with Spencer Rattler under center. We just shouldn't. Well, yeah, that
10: that also explains why on third down and long, or third down and six and seven, you can't convert on third down because you're not throwing the ball downfield. That's why the third down conversion has been, bro. So we
1: bad. don't we right. don't even have like an intermediate passing game. I, I'm not even talking about just throwing bombs. We, we don't have anything intermediate. Nothing everything's a swing pass, it feels like. And maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but, God, it it feels that way. I feel like every time I'm looking up, we're throwing a swing pass. It's an extended handoff. That's all it is. I mean, I understand trying to get the ball to to your playmakers on the outside, but you can't say you try to do that on Saturday. Again, dude, Jaheem Bell, I mean, it's criminal the way he's not being used. It's criminal. It's criminal what's going on with Jaheem Bell right now. I'm not saying the guy that, you know, he'd win the Heisman somewhere else or but he's an all conference type of talent, dude. And the fact that he's just yeah. been completely non existent. And again, maybe SC State, they use that as the as the ball games to to really get these playmakers going. But I, I mean, I'm dude, I'm gonna be pretty irritated if we go into SC State and just do the same thing over again. Well, we'll just run it 40 times because we can and, you know. Well, no shit you can. No shit you can. Well, Like you can't even – you haven't even proven you can throw the ball.
10: Yeah. but uh, You know, uh, if you watch the game on uh, TV, you know, you can see when they zoom in on the players and stuff. You know, I hate to bring this up, but Jaheim Bell looks frustrated. You know, he – after the, after the two – if you go back and look at the two times that he got the ball and they weren't really big plays at all, and that was the two times he touched the ball, he just kind of put his head down and kind of just like – he just looks a little frustrated that he's not getting stats and stuff. And, you know, Wells – you know, Wells and Van, what – Hey, Luke, that Luke,
1: Luke, he to saw, your, to your, Van, Luke, to your point, not to cut you off, but to your point about Jaheem Bell, because I want to take it a step further. I mean, Jaheim Bell's mom and family follow us on Twitter. And when I posted the stat after – it was georgia or whatever game it was when i was like you know these are his statistics he's not being used well enough bro his entire family's like retweeting it and quote tweeting, like yeah yeah like agreeing so you think he don't think the same thing like yeah the entire bell family agrees on yeah, what you're saying
10: well yeah you can see it you can <laughs> see his body language on right. the field like from the tv broadcast but you know even bands you know You know, he's not you gotta get these players stacked, man. Like okay, so Van almost had like a big punt return, that was called back. But, you know, Van came back to try to go to improve his draft stock and go to the NFL. Mm -hmm. So if he has less yards or whatever, that's not gonna improve his draft stock. Wells is you know, he had that big game against Arkansas, but you gotta I know you – what he wants to do is just win the game and not have, like, some embarrassing, like, where Charlotte was, like, closer than that. And we scored every time we had the ball. But, like, you've got to have these – get these players targets. You've got to get them statistics or, you know, themselves to look like they're playing well, you know, and they, and they all have the ability. So, at some point, you know, yeah, they can't stop. They can't they couldn't stop us because we were running the ball but you've got to let these players shine and that's what it that's what it comes down to i think
1: yeah i mean Luke, he's
10: got to be aware
1: mm-hmm, yeah he's got to be aware of that well and because again like i mentioned Luke, rj i mean it's it's that that that's um, that running the ball is great it's it's great man but SEC play down the stretch you're going to need these playmakers man I mean, Jeff Gulledge points out in the chat. Bell at this point, right now, through four games, has seven catches and eleven rushing attempts. I, that's just that's just pitiful. That's pitiful. And I and I just if, if what I here's what I don't understand, too. Here's what I don't understand. And my guy uh, Travis War pointed it out. My guy P Dog, we know. you mean, you know, obviously Luke in the, in the Discord. P Doc loves to point it out. Marcus Satterfield told us over the summer. Well, we didn't bring Spencer Rattler in here for him to hand the ball off. Well, through four games, I'd venture to disagree. Because that's exactly what he's doing. He's being labeled a game manager by the ESPNU crew. So, yeah, he is handing the ball off. Yeah, when you say, you know, I want my identity to be 12, 13 personnel, run for 270, pass or 220, that is him handing the ball off. So, what are you talking about? Were you just... Were you just flooding us with bullshit to, to make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside because we got Spencer Rattler because you wanted to hype the fans up? I mean, yeah, you know.
10: Well, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I mean, he's doing what he said he was, was going to do. But watching that game, the only reason I really wasn't, uh, you know, pissed off or upset or just like, you know, you know, just, you know, uh, like mad about the game or whatever. It was because we were scoring every time we had it, and our defense couldn't stop them. But I was I was kind of chill that game. You know, we were scoring. Yeah. It was fun watching. It, it was fun watching Lloyd run up and down the field and hurdle people and everything. So it was. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that game. That was probably my favorite game. You know, of course we were winning and stuff, but uh, yeah. You just gotta get the, you gotta get these players some some stats, man.
1: Yeah. You know? And. I- I mean, again, that's to what, your that's to your what, point, Luke no. RJ, it's it's nobody. I think sitting here, at least I I'm not. You know, I'm I'm happy we won the ball game. It was a very very fun second half, and um, you know, I felt like we'd probably pull away. And while even while the first half was frustrating, and I and I was happy to see that our offense did what they should do. The first, you know, the ones especially against the worst team in college football, or the worst defense in college football. But as we talked earlier, and I know you'd probably agree, Luke RJ, it's it's. I think where people are left yearning for more is because it's not about beating Charlotte. It's not about beating SC state. It's about, it's about building on things, using these games to build on things to take into Lexington against Kentucky. Cause if you, here's the thing, if you do, in my opinion, what you did against Charlotte, against SC state, if that's your plan and you just do that again and Rattler has another, you know, fine day, pedestrian day, no touchdowns, you go into Kentucky. I don't really go into Kentucky with any more confidence than I had than I had after Georgia. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just, well, because I just – because I just – I don't – that, that's – what we saw on Saturday, that's that's not this offensive line. That That's not who they are on a weekend, yeah. week out, in conference play. That's not them. That's not them. It's not. Yeah, I want to get
10: this before yeah. the end of the show, Yeah, too. go ahead. Um, The big thing is, you know, like, if we get – if we get down – Two possessions or three possessions or something. We're not going to have enough time to continue to run the ball like that. That's the biggest thing.
5: Mm-hmm.
10: Um, we get behind by by any other team. And you know, when was the last time where you know South Carolina had the ball with like a little bit under three minutes before the half before the half was over, and we just scored really quick. You know. Or, or at the end of the game where, you know, say there's, like, say there's like seven minutes left and we're down by ten, you know, we can't have like some long seven-minute drive on the ground four or five times, and you know, or just a long drive. We need to be able to score quick, and that's, that's really what it comes down to. And mm-hmm. then defense, I think there's there's – the defense can play better if they just play a little bit smarter and cover who they're supposed to. You know the tackling has been a little bit bad, but they can play better if uh, you know people aren't being left wide open and they're not covering who they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like if someone blitzes or and they don't pick them pick them up or whatever. So I think the defense can play a little bit bit better. So you know I, I think uh, this this next game is going to be fun to watch. So we're we're going to get another yeah another big and it's going to be you know kind of just watching the game talk play you know.
5: <laughs>
1: Yep, enjoy it because we get right back into the gauntlet after that. And, uh, you know, who knows from there. But, Luke, always a pleasure to hear from you, my guy. Sorry I wasn't able to join the uh, the hangout last night. But, uh, no, I, I appreciate you calling in, my guy. Absolutely, Chris. Always a
10: pleasure to talk
1: to you, man. Yeah, man. We'll chat soon. Appreciate it. Great stuff from Luke RJ. And, guys, that's going to do it for us. Appreciate you all tuning in. Again, apologies for no Steven Garcia today. He is down in Tampa prepping for the hurricane. So, obviously, send your prayers to the Roach King. Maybe we'll try to get him in sometime later this week. Maybe he can stop in for like a 10, 15-minute spot, give his thoughts. But uh, that is the reason why. So, again, appreciate you guys understanding. Thank you all for all the punches. But I thought this was a fantastic TDC, man. Uh, comments from start – or, excuse me, calls from start to finish. And, of course, you guys' comments as well. Um, really, really good stuff. This will be our setup for the first half of this week. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of getting used to this chair. We might have to buy one of these for the studio because I, I felt very, very chill today. Very chill. I liked it. But uh, anyways, guys, podcast dropped this morning. Be sure to check that out. TDC all week long podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday. And, of course, as always, guys, content bleeding out the eyeballs. Folks, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Monday. We will talk to you tomorrow.